Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode it's the week of april 7th 2022 this is episode 250 and you'd think we'd be doing something special but we well we kind of are anyway i'm your host chris randazzo joining me tonight is infectious bug bite karen randazzo no one's authorized to pass out overqualified deck officer angie fernot did i eat flesh and new cyborg evan goldstein it's just suckling you it was my turn this month, and I chose the animated comedy series Star Trek Lower Decks. Was it actually funny? Let's find out. But first, I need to talk to you about something that's been happening in this house. So, as you you two know, uh, and maybe our four or five listeners know, Karen and I both have COVID, as does our daughter Ellie. So, I have been, since my son John does not have COVID for some strange reason. He's in charge. There's a small He's in fire charge. in the living room now. <laughs> He's got war paint on his face. He's carrying around a stick. The only yeah, noises him, him allowed to be made are Metroid <laughs> <Up> noises. <laughs> <laughs> so when he gets home from school, me, since uh, Karen's further along in the whole COVID thing than I am, I quarantine down here in the basement with Ellie. Today, I got to spend my first actual time watching what she watches on her tablet by oh, herself. So oh my god, sorry. you never saw that before? I've seen it like like glimpses as she's watching it with her headphones on and her tablet, but she wanted me to watch this with her tonight. And it's Anya and Elsia. Now I know what you're thinking. I'm mispronouncing Anna and Elsa. No, no, no. These are like little kid Anna and Elsa dolls that are supposed to be Anna and Elsa's kids that are named Anya and Elsia. And it is just the most vapid nonsense oh I've ever seen. Is this a Disney property? This sounds like something somebody made in their basement. No. The, yeah. This it is, is something right. someone made this in their basement. This is just some extremely monotone, unenthusiastic girl playing with Barbie dolls. Uh, this oh. makes sense that your child would watch this. She is a future supervillain. We know this. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was soul sucking. I actually felt years of my life draining as I sat and ate my dinner of uh, fried chicken strips and mozzarella sticks because that's what was available to me. Hear that, Karen? Her master I'm plan is I'm not saying working. it wasn't delicious. I'm just saying it was very salty, and I'm quite thirsty. Counter. Um, while you're down here watching Anya and Elsia, <laughs> right, yeah. with Ellie. I'm upstairs with John watching Mr. Beast Gaming uh, play Minecraft. It's uh, four dudes who all remind me of Dean <laughs> playing Minecraft and like screaming about it. Do then the it's thing. awesome. It must be awesome if it reminds you of Dean. Because we four love Dean. <laughs> screaming while playing Minecraft. Nice. And don't get me wrong, I like Dean. 
but I'm glad there's one Dean. <laughs> if there was four Deans, I don't even that's, think Dean would be happy with that's that. Three too many Deans. And it's yes, and it's three hundred percent too much. It, Dean. It's it's and it's not Dean. Uh, Excuse me. It's four guys who remind me of the Vest Lord persona. Uh, there you go. You okay. know, that's, and that's it's like, like it. it's like you know turned up to eleven times four. It's Listen, turned up to forty four. There are a few things in life that bring me more joy than watching Dean scream at Bubsy. So if it's anything like that, I'm probably <laughs> into this. It's it's like that. Yeah, it's like that, except it's Minecraft. I don't know how you yell it's, at Minecraft, but okay. It's they they set up these challenges for like a hundred players on a, and they're all in a Discord server, and like the last one to survive gets a prize, and so but they then have to like try and kill each other, blow each other up, like you know form alliances or whatever. It's damn, it's a whole thing. I didn't know Minecraft could get so cutthroat. That's a lie. Yeah. I've definitely yes. locked someone yeah. in a building and lit it on fire with no doors. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing he likes is these guys who come up with, like, um, pranks in Minecraft. So, like, you build, like, a scaffolding over someone's house so high into the sky that they can't see it. And then you put lava at the top. So when they come back to their house and they're like, what's this scaffolding? And they knock it down. And then lava falls on their house and it burns down, which awesome. I actually thought was hilarious. <laughs> Damn. That just got dark. <laughs> I respect that. Good times. All right, so since Karen and I are both suffering from COVID at the moment, we are going to try and keep this episode somewhat shorter than usual. So we're going to truncate a little bit of this beginning segment here because we do have some very important things to talk mm-hmm. about. I will just say that uh, I haven't caught a whole lot more TV. Uh, last week I was very much obsessing over many things, including going to a con and selling a bunch of stuff over the weekend, which went extraordinarily well with the exception of the, you know... COVID outbreak. <laughs> um, but but uh, uh, so we really just wound up watching a lot of reruns of uh, um, Parks and Rec. I've been watching more classic Law and Order in the background. Uh, when I was dying the other day, uh, I was watching some MST3K in the background. Uh, but the one thing I will say that we did watch a couple more episodes of, which has just been fantastic, is that Around the World in 80 Days show. I think we have mm. two left. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it is magnificent. It just, where, just where are we so on that good. one? We've been watching that as well. We we haven't been feverishly watching it. Like we're like a couple of episodes. <laughs> so uh, since you're most likely ahead of us, uh, they we're they just, just survived three. the desert. Oh, okay. Okay. And um, Passepartout is on the fence about betrayal or it's setting up to look like he's made a choice about it. I'm not convinced. So we'll see. Yeah, All right. It's great. Yeah. We're, we're enjoying that as well. It's wonderful. And mm-hmm. it, it continues to be so no, so no, no killing there. Eve. It, 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 I think it's because it's like old or something that I keep thinking in my head, like, Oh, this is based on a true story. Oh. And then like something happens that is like this this is impossible. No one could act. This could never actually happen. And I'm like, oh no, this is like an adventure story, but it was written a long time ago. But it's not true. But like, my brain keeps wanting to go, it's a true story, and I don't know why. Because it's a great story. It's been around yes, for it a is. very long time, too. So, um, that, so, yeah, that, that, about, that about wraps it up for me. So besides was, the, uh, the, the Moon Knight, which mm-hmm. we'll get to. Okay. There was no and Killing I'm, Eve. Is that what I'm hearing? We right. didn't watch it just because. Okay. Just cause. I mean, it's we fine. watched one since we recorded, I think, but the most recent one, we were like, 
Yeah, I'm not up to this because we were both pretty pretty wiped out. Pretty the the wiped. effort of keeping <laughs> one child <coughs> COVID free in a house where everyone else isn't is 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 it's a lot. What do you um, mean? It sounds like cake. <laughs> so the uh, only thing that I have to report on is that I um, very greedily and hungrily consumed all of Bridgerton season two. <laughs> Damn. Okay, Damn. tell me like, was it was it good? All of. If you are into uh two people who like hate each other and look at each other like they can't breathe and also that person is the source of all oxygen, like this is for you. So marriage? there's <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> there's like not nearly as much like you know, sexy times as season one. Oh, thank God. Um, but there is so much like longing and like coming within a breath of kissing and then not. And oh my God, um, it's angst. It's all angst. <laughs> it's all angst. And if you like a good enemies to lovers romance, I will say, um, fans of the book are not excited about there's like a pretty big change from the book um which they did kind of just to avoid too much um sameness with the plot of season one um so uh because i guess in the book the two like the main couple gets together and ends up um you know in a situation where they get caught in a you know, they get caught together without a chaperone and it looks like improper, so they end up having to get married. <laughs> but that's what happened in season one, too. So yeah. they couldn't do that again. So they did something else, and like book fans are like, but it's fine. It, I enjoyed it. So that's exactly how um. I picture them sounding. <laughs> no shade to book fans. I like, I like mm-hmm. book fans. Who is trying to snow? Um, Sorry, my messenger video chat just went on. Like, nope, I'm not. That's not happening. (laughs) That response Um, was a hardcore (laughs) no. Thank you. Nope. I could not watch this fast enough, basically. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Uh, That's good. We don't have anything like that. I mean. No, that's, well, I do. I have Killing Eve. Uh, That's true. You're, you, yeah. I mean, I am doing um, Modern Family I'm calling it like a sort of a rewatch because I've I've watched a bunch of it but not straight through. Um, so I'm just starting from season one and working my way through because I need something that I don't have to consciously pay attention to. So you know, while we eat or while I'm, you know just in the living room, it's on in the background, and when I pay attention to it, it, makes me laugh. So I'm enjoying that. What else did we watch? <coughs> TV wise, yeah, I feel like we've watched so much, but the listing that I have here is mostly. Well, we caught up on Eve. the rookie again. Okay, yeah, rookie. So, yeah, we watched That's that. Still current. Oh, Halo. Halo. That have you either of you watched Halo? No, we're not a Halo house. Okay, okay. I've I'm been gonna... considering it just out of curiosity, but um, I I, I don't know. It's uh, I it's er, er, it's all right. <laughs> So he like he takes his helmet off and like yeah. leaves it off. Yeah, for a good chunk of time. And I'm gonna tell you, it was better on. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, 
the games have been around for eons, and you've never seen Master Chief's face. That's like kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nah, heck with it. He's an actor. We're paying for him. We're going to show his face. Yeah. And it's like, yep. do you have to? Have uh, you heard of Pedro Pascal? Right? I wish, I like, honestly wish that they did not that, yeah, that take was... his helmet off in this show. I really do. And it's not just because I find him horribly unattractive. It's because I genuinely just don't think it serves the story at all like i have played halo it's been a long time don't ask me to tell you the story i won't but the the appeal of that character was the fact that like i felt as though anyone could sort of picture themselves in that suit because you're right no one ever sees master chief's face now i understand he is typically male but like it's still just like the iconography of that character was super cool i don't need to identify with Master Chief's man face. I don't need it. I don't want it. It's not the story I care about. Now, what's killing me is that it's porn stash. Like, every time I see <sighs> oh, him... Oh, God, I'm, is it? Yeah. From Orange is oh, the New Black? Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, the, the more I hear about it, the less I want to watch it. Like, <laughs> it's it, Okay, it's by no means bad. But like I don't, I can't. I'm not speaking from as being a Halo fan because I don't play the game. I I barely know anything about it. I assumed that he never took off his helmet, but there he had to for the show because, like you said, we're paying him. We're gonna see his face. Um, it's like Mandalorian. They didn't have to do shit. <laughs> yeah, and if they're gonna be, if they're gonna pay somebody whose face I want to see, it's Pedro Pascal. Yeah, nobody wants to see porn stash's face. <laughs> That's true. Um, I will say one thing though, as a fan of the games and somebody who is like played, especially in like multiplayer versus. Oh man, that shit was so fun, and I got so excited when, like, oh. it's this is not a spoiler. It's literally in the first episode. Like, it's basically the entire plot of the episode is aliens attacking humans. One of them pulls out the fucking laser sword, like. And I lost my mind. I was like, I've killed with that sword. And Evan was like, that's nice, honey. And I was like, I've shot with that gun. And he was like, okay, I get it. And I was like, oh my God, gameplay. He's like, oh, yep, okay, I've lost you. So in that regard, I definitely enjoyed it. I I do like this show. I, I, don't, I don't love things about it, but um, I'm not, I'm not really there for like award-winning television i'm there for video game entertainment i liked red versus blue like just leave me alone and let me have this <laughs> no man go nuts it's like until i hear that it's something that i should watch like everything i've everything i've heard about it thus far is like the best i've heard about it is pretty much what you guys just said like it's fine mm-hmm. like yeah. all right but i got plenty of more than more fine, than fine yeah. Yeah. to yep. watch yeah. right now i'm yeah um i'm not itching for some mediocrity at the moment. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Have you guys watched um, Our Flag Means Death? Have you caught up oh, on that? Oh, yes. I thought, uh, well, I have. I thought we talked about it last week, so I didn't bring it up. But yes, so I are, have watched all of it. Okay, I don't know. Hold on. How how many episodes are there? Ten. Ten. So we are on, we just finished episode six, uh, The Art of Fuckery. Oh my God. <laughs> now that's that a fuckery. Is so cute. This is, it's such an This is a good show. This is a lot of fun. Everybody does a phenomenal job with their parts. It's so so good, and I don't like this storyline. Comes from like a fever dream almost. It's so 
out there and so so just weird but i believe i almost couldn't believe that it actually happened <laughs> like it's like <laughs> historical almost there that we we watched a bunch of that um, i just love that his name is steed because steve bonnet was a real piece of shit but like <coughs> steed is a gentleman and a scholar <laughs> gentleman part um we finished dmz and that we did that, that went, was a show. That went differently than we expected. Did it? I don't know. We yeah. had high hopes at the beginning, and it just sort of went okay. It was a show. Um, I think that's about it. You watched a little bit of Outlander. Mm. I've watched Outlander. I've watched the uh, Canadian baking show. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I was just real high stress for a little while. That was like the only thing I could handle was that i watched more gargoyles it's really daunting to try and get through a show that has one season that's 50 something episodes i just like Wait, what show is that gargoyles oh. like the second oh. season I and i'm not sure if, baking show no no, no no something. what <laughs> no for some reason that's less daunting i don't know i think it's just because like there's a lot of melodrama and like you know it's a 90s cartoon so <laughs> to some extent it's just like yeah okay I get it move on but then there's something that happens and you're like well shit that's relevant to the plot from before so now I kind of needed to watch this episode so I guess I'm just going to keep watching in order and not skip anything mm-hmm. <sighs> the struggle is real <laughs> uh, and I think that's it right? yeah other, I'm other watching than... more Outlander uh, I'm on I think this is supposed to be the final season um, I... I like it it's cool <gasps> I uh like i don't know they've they've done away with the really over the top extremist storytelling style that they had in the beginning of the show that i for some reason found interesting um i think i had at the time mentioned like i just liked that it was pushing the boundaries of like what television does and my comfort level of watching something but uh eventually i hit a point where i was like i'm not watching this because i want it to like change my worldviews. It's a fucking fantasy. Um so I'm I'm glad that uh that I'm getting through it and I'm I don't know, I just love there's just elements of it that I love seeing. I love char- character interaction, but more than that, I love the settings and just like this modern person figuring things out in an old world. Like one of the characters invented matches and everybody was like we don't need that. Like what was it uh what was the 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 she inhaled the. She made uh, ether. She made ether, and then yeah. he comes in and he's like, she, "That's when and I walk She's dead. Like, yeah. Really, the range of emotion on this dude's face when he thought he found his wife dead mm-hmm. in bed, and she just like, "What? What?" Because she inhaled ether that she made. I was like, I thought that was neat. Yeah, like, but the, and that's the stuff I just find it so interesting because, like, I'm a person who is super weird and daydreams a lot about like what it would be like to live in a different time period like that and how little we know and how we'd probably all die very, very quickly. Um, and it's just so cool to like watch this show where this person is literally traveled from the future, living in the past, and dealing with exactly that. And it's. It's incredible. I don't know. I just really love this concept, and I love the way they execute it. So, that's the stuff about that show that I liked. Mm-hmm. Was like the time travel stuff and the way she like figured out how to do medical stuff with like, you know, supplies from back in that time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and she's still dealing with things where, like, she helped somebody who was ill, and then, like, someone accused her of being a witch, and she's laughing about it, and she's like, it's not the first time someone's accused me of being a witch, and it's true, but everyone around her is like, aren't you scared? Like, just because it's not the first time, and, like, this is right around the time of the... I can't just attack my arm, my leg, excuse me. I don't know, my body, whatever body part that was. Um, yeah, so, like, you know, every everybody in the in the show around this character is like, aren't you scared? And she's like, hell no, I don't give a shit. And it's just so funny because she has this, like, still, even after years of living in the past, has this semi-modern perspective that everyone around her is like, no, you should still be afraid. <laughs> Right, and it's it's cool. I just I love so much of this show. But that's it. I'm done. And I have right. one one last thing that I I have to share because it's it's burned in my brain. Oh my god! Please don't do this to me. I made the mistake of watching a trailer for Fairly Odd Parents, Fairly Otter. Oh oh no! Okay, so yeah yeah I was just curious because I saw an image. And I'm like that can't be real. And I started watching it. You know what the curiosity did, right, Evan? It, yeah, 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 yeah. It did. Um, yeah, I've seen I've seen a trailer for that because it was like auto. It was a like an auto ad on yeah. some garbage that I was watching for some reason. And ooh. so apparently, Timmy gives you know his fairy godparents to a new set of kids. I don't know who they are in relation to it, but Timmy has grown up, and the actor who is playing Timmy. The reason I fell down this rabbit hole is there's just one still. Of him standing there with, you know, hands on hips with the two fairy godparents on either side. And the crazy eyes that this dude has, I, I get like, this can't be the guy that they're playing. Like, he can't be real. And he is. And I have no idea how this was made. Like, why it was made. I don't know why this is a thing. It's scary. That they, some children are going to sit there and watch this and enjoy it. It is so bad. So bad. Yes, honey. That is the that is the reality of the world we live in. Weird things. Yeah, I have no connection to Fairly Odd Parents, but I know that this looked like a horror show, and yeah, I am. Um, no. <laughs> not all 90s nostalgia was meant to come back, you guys. Especially mm-hmm. not in weird half-live action. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. I just shared. I just shared a picture with you guys because oh, no. that's in my head, and now you get to see it. But yeah, thanks. You're welcome. That's friendship. <laughs> but so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Other than than the show, the two shows that we will be discussing <laughs> for the remainder of our time here. All right, let's let's get the business. Um, have you guys watched both episodes so far? Yes. <laughs> Are you kidding? Okay, just yeah. just making sure. I don't know what your day is like. Does Moon Knight wear white? Like, come on. I watched the first one twice. <laughs> okay, all right. So, um, you know, we've all been holding our breath uh, around the Discord server. Uh, does I, Evan like this show? Evan is enjoying this show, yes. Um, there are things that Evan would have changed or done differently because Evan is a, a like a... A, like a truest, I guess, but I understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. And I know we have had the conversation about um, power sets and whatnot. And unfortunately, Angela and I were discussing this when the first episode came out. Moon Knight has been all over the place. Like he doesn't, 
back in the day he had power that waxed and waned with the moon and then he didn't and now he at one point last year he took on and beat all of the avengers so like his, he doesn't really so have, he doesn't have a, a definable power right. set specifically correct um what they're doing with this show is is I, really interesting to me because I buy it, I believe it, and I'm being entertained by it even though I have to look at this and go, this has nothing to do with my comics that I've read because it, it, it barely does. Okay, and that's that's fine. They have the characters and they have their... their Again, at least things. so far. Yes, so far. Um, there oh. are... So... Gripes. I'm not a big fan of the way they're portraying Steven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm trying to wrap my brain around why they're portraying Steven the way they are. And the only thing I could do is just, only thing I can come up with is they're trying to avoid the Bruce Wayne-ness of who Steven Grant actually is um, in the comics. Um, he, he is doing a great job portraying this character but that's not the steven that i'm familiar with so i don't know interesting so to tell me tell me before we uh, yeah. cut you off tell me a little bit more about comic steven grant because like i can say that from my perspective i don't know who steven grant is in the comics at all i have no clue of his personality i find him extremely entertaining in the show because i have i'm not seeing any there's absolutely you know, no betrayal yeah. of anything as far as I'm concerned. And so that's, and what that's, is he like in the comics? And that's what I, and that's what I mean. Like his, his persona in the comics is he, is he is a millionaire playboy. He is Bruce Wayne. Like he is that character. And uh-huh. he, he, he is where the money came from to fund Moon Knight. Like Moon Knight was a guy that had a good crescent copter and gadgets and stuff like that <laughs> and someone had to pay for that and that was from steven because he was a a, a movie uh, he was an actor and then a pro- movie producer and whatnot like he was money bags um, okay mark was a mercenary mark is great we he's doing i like the fact that they're showing that stern character not the biggest fan that he's not the dominant character because the, the main dominant persona in the Moon Knight comic world is Mark. There was yeah, a, is there Mark. Was Mark Spector's now that's, Moon Knight. That's also something interesting that I was kind of picking up on today. Like, it seems like I, he's... The amount of life that Mark has lived mm-hmm. makes me think that he's just not currently the dominant one, and, right? It's very because possible. like, yeah, that's that's because that, that's what I was thinking about earlier today. That's one thing that I know is that it's Mark Spector is the main guy, and then there's the other ones, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at it, and then I'm thinking the once once she on the bike the bike when she mentioned they were married, I was like the f- what? Right. Okay, there's no way this guy's just been in the background the whole time because like this guy's done ton had an entire life. So, like, I feel like right now he's not the dominant one. And, like, I don't know, I have a lot of questions. Mm. And I feel like they're smart enough to come up with some sort of answers for them. Because, like, something still seems off. Like, I know there's supposed to be more than two personalities. Mm -hmm. And 
the fact that Steven is only just now kind of experiencing what it feels like to be not the dominant one. Now, granted, Mark said something in the second episode, I've been able to keep a wall between us, right? Yeah. But something's changed. Almost makes me think like they're going to introduce at some point in the future more personalities that will explain, they'll kind of like smooth a few things over. If that makes any sense, it's just kind of a you know hog wild yeah. theory going out and going around in my head. But. Well, and that and that's a that's a strong possibility when it when it comes to the the comic book aspects of his personalities, they worked together. So you mm-hmm. have you have Mark Spector the, the the muscle, you have Stephen Grant the money, you have Jake Lockley who was the cab driver who was the information like like that's where where Moon Knight got all of his intel was from Jake because he he played the streets he was you know that's how we got his stuff and uh, oh i just sorry i just had yeah. an epiphany yeah. you said that they're trying to avoid bruce wayne yes how similar is he to tony stark um uh, it's also because i wonder close. if they're just trying to avoid having a character that's even remotely like tony stark it's too. Ve- it, it's it's also a possibility that that is like it's not there's a higher resemblance to Bruce Wayne than there is to Tony Stark because Tony Stark is super arrogant and mm-hmm. and and, and St- in my experience Stephen Grant didn't come off that way he was Bruce Wayne was like faking it Tony Stark is it you know what I'm like yeah yeah so, no, I get it um, I just I, I'm seeing I'm seeing like yeah. you mentioned the Bruce Wayne thing and them being the money and I'm like okay now I'm thinking oh, wow. like okay th- that makes sense to me to try and to try and avoid uh, a character that resembles any other Marvel characters, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel like one of the things they're trying to push with this show is that this is a completely unique Marvel story, and thus far it has been. Yes, um, mm-hmm. like this character isn't like any other hero we've seen so far. The closest you could get is like Hulk and Banner with the quote-unquote multiple personalities but that's like that's a stretch right there outside of that yeah he's he's closer to like the supernatural aspect of it like they're playing real heavy into the supernatural aspect of moon knight where that 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 leads closer to like the doctor strange side of the marvel (sighs) universe the unknown the mystical kind of thing that's another aspect of this show that i'm like okay i just have to accept this this is what they're doing Moon Knight does not have a magical suit. He does not. That does not make him stronger. Okay. He he. Interesting. It does not form out of nothing. Dude pulls on pants and tights and throws on a cape. <laughs> okay. What was it that you always used to say about Batman versus Moon Knight? One will. Well, I. If he. They. That Moon Knight is crazy and he'll kill. <laughs> Moon Knight gets the job done. Yeah. Batman just pretends he, to. That's also very true. Yes. Um. <laughs> Like that's the thing. Like, I don't know how far they're going to take this character, and I'm okay with what they're doing. Like, I I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It's like another. So, well, we tr- do know that Mark straight up murders dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We oh, know yeah, that all, all over so, the place. He's, he's murdering all over the place. Yeah, but he's like, he's got no compunctions with killing folks. So that's that's, that, that's it, something we know. When it comes I thought to- it was interesting the way they approached this story of like. Where Steven seems to like to not trust Mark at all, but like for a minute he trusts Harrow, which like we as the audience can see Harrow's like Harrow's the bad guy. 
exactly. Well, Carol and, was saying the right things. Right. No, I understand. I'm just saying that it it was interesting to have like the protagonist mm-hmm. kind of like lean the wrong way for a minute because he had no fucking idea what was going on. And that's and can I just talk about Harold <laughs> screwing the pooch in the second episode? He was so close until he had all of his dudes like walk up on him in the back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like you could have just kind of sidestepped the child murder thing and maybe not surround him with everyone. You were like a minute away from getting him to give you what you want. Three more sentences and you would have had the scatterer. Three more sentences. Overplayed your hand. Yes. What a jackass. Sorry, Is go anyone on. else like super into the fact though that like Steven was like, Oh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna bring up the fact that you're 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 just killing people, and also like you used to work for Conchu. Fucking what now? That, that that's news to me. So I'm not okay. So the character that is the the, the villain in this show showed up. I'm gonna say one, maybe two issues of comics. So I'm not a hundred and ten percent solid on this character. Him saying that he was once the Avatar. I'm not. I. That's news to me. Um. Yet again, I'm gonna. So, Moon Knight fans, especially of the comics, have to be really fluid with the, their their story intake because every time a new Moon Knight book or volume or set of stories comes out, they're very very different than the one before. So, Mister Knight led into like that that craziness that we're dealing with now before Mr. Knight he was in an insane asylum like there it's all different all the time do you want to explain who Mr. Knight is for anyone who doesn't know so yeah throw that out in the, the comics because I was I when he showed up in the in the second episode which is great I both audibly said what, what? so <laughs> I love Comical. that I know this. I feel so proud. I'm not a terrible wife. No, you're not, baby. <laughs> Mr. N- okay, so in the comic book world, Mr. Knight is just a new costume iteration of Moon Knight. Um, damn it, I want to say Jason Aaron, but I'm not 110 right now. I'm blanking on the name. The, the, when they relaunched the title, they gave him just a new costume. And it was baller. Like, he looked like a boss, and he just kicked the shit out of everybody. Some of the best visuals in comic bookdom was a stairwell scene a la Daredevil of Mr. Knight making his way up the side of, up this building in, like, that suit. Um, This thing that they're doing... They're making every personality, well, the two, technically three personalities that we've seen so far are split. Everybody, everything, everybody is very separated. Where Mark has Moon Knight, like he generates this costume that is close to the classic representation of Moon Knight. And Steven generates this Mr. Knight costume. Now... In the comics, I explained it. It was just a new costume. He just decided to. He was trying to rebrand himself because shit went down with the Avengers and whatnot, and Moon Knight was shunned. So he came back. No as, capes. Came back as Mister Knight. So no capes. Um, in this story, everybody is yelling. At, well, not everybody, but two people are yelling at him 
to call, you know, what is, what is the summon the suit, summon, summon the, the suit, suit. summon yeah. the suit, summon the suit, and apparently Stephen doesn't know what that means, so he did it literally. He <laughs> summoned a, a suit. suit. <laughs> Which yeah, it was, like <laughs> on the way down, and he just smacked into something and went suit. Yes, he <laughs> gets up and says, "That should have been a lot worse." <laughs> so, and then he's like checking himself out in the reflection, which just got me. I, like, I mean, my, my favorite part about great. that. My, my favorite part about that was Mark looking at him, going, "What the hell is this?" Yeah. <laughs> like that was great for me because. When I first saw the Mr. Knight costume, I'm like, oh, they're redoing it again. Why are they doing it? And then I read it. I was like, okay, I get it. I understand. <laughs> he looks badass. Go. The. Okay, so there. A lot of this story is, is very, very entertaining, but it's like a new volume of Moon Knight. Like, it's just, I gotta. Stop paying attention to the stuff before <laughs> and pay be. attention to this next 13 issues or what, six episodes. Yeah. But there are certain things. And like, that's the, I guess that's kind of the other piece of it is that whereas comics, you're going to get um, different volumes that play fast and loose with, with um, the rule set. So you right. can kind of go all over the place. When it comes to the MCU, they kind of set everything in stone. So I kind of see where they were looking at. All right. Let's do. Let's come up with some ground rules that make this character that keep this character unique, that nobody else is going to play in that sandbox, and that we can stick to going forward without contradicting whatever else we have other people working on that also takes place within the confines of the MCU. So I can understand how, um, to a degree, they needed to make this a bit more rigid. It is kind of wild to me hearing just how different this is from any previous comic iteration, but also kind of wild to me hearing how different each comic iteration has been as well. So <laughs> Yes. So I could it seems like to me that this being like potentially the first season of possibly more of Moon Knight, that if the comics, what they're doing is like that the, you know, different personalities work together. This seems like being season one, it would be more like origin story, like they're working towards how the personalities learned to work together. Like, like, I, like I said, I have no idea where this is going, and I want all of these things to come. Like, I've heard so many possibilities and and theories that I'm like, I I would watch any one of these that come up. I think I am the only one that has connected solidly Moon Knight to the Netflix Marvel Universe easily. Like, you do not have to go far. There's a whole personality that they have left out. A, a New York cabbie. That should have been, for me, the, the, the main the main driving force in this universe because that easily ties into the rest of the outskirts Marvel MCU or the, mm -hmm. the, the Marvel television universe. Like they now have the rights to all of that stuff. And they started this show in England. They started the show in London. Yeah. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. in. That's rough. That's that, that to me don't make sense, but they are, I am being entertained. Like I want to see uh, I, I, midnight suns keeps popping into my head, but it's, um, 
where Daredevil and Moon Knight and the Punisher and like they all joined together. And they there was this great comic run. Like they can they can do that. Like they're not really shying away from violence in any of this. Like I'm trying to remember I see a lot of dead bodies and a lot of violence, yeah, but it's Daredevil usually after a flash. Freaking violent as shit. And like Punisher was horribly violent. Daredevil was violent. like this is all in that same universe. Like that same thematic universe, if you will. This is not Loki. This is not even Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like this is that's not this universe. Like and and I'm I I curious as how they're gonna tie it together because they're not just gonna do this six episodes and it's gonna be nothing afterwards. We know that's not what Marvel does. Yeah, no. Was I was listening to an interview earlier. Um, that uh, with uh, one of the showrunners or the showrunner, I can't remember exactly who it was, but he was saying that his favorite thing about the Moon Knight character is how malleable mm -hmm. he is and yeah. how many different situations he could easily slide into. Like he could, he was like, like Moon Knight has so many different aspects, and the design is so singularly awesome that you could slide Moon Knight into something like Captain of the Winter Soldier. But you could also throw him into like Doctor Strange, mm -hmm. and like y he could work in any scenario you put him in, yep. and like it wouldn't feel out of place. He's kind of like this wonderful MCU glue, if it, as it were. And it's like so true, like and that's the like I was a main supporter of Moon Knight for a very long time, and I never understood why he never got the popularity that he deserved. Like he has played with every Marvel superhero out there every one of them like at one point in time there was a comic series that as opposed to his multiple personalities being mark and 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 jake and steven it was spider-man captain america and wolverine and he <laughs> thought he was talking to them because he was at one point in time part of the avengers and they were giving him advice on how to deal with a certain situation but he was cuckoo nuts and they weren't there <laughs> I and remember the the covers for that were really cool. He was cool. Right? Like for he Cocoa Puffs. He had he had the shield and he had Spider Man claws and the claws and like it was great. Yeah, but like that. I kind of want to see this Moon Knight like interact with Tom Holland Spider Man. Oh yes. my God! Yes. I am. I am just. Uh, I'm sorry. I want to. I want to let you get to your mm -hmm. your actual like what what find you know final thoughts before yeah. I go like diving mm -hmm. into my thoughts because I do have a lot to say about this show. The the big takeaway for me is that I'm enjoying it. Like, I they could have done me so wrong, and they didn't, okay? Just for the sheer fact that they made F. Murray Abraham Kanchu, like, I know that voice. Oh, I fuck love yes. that voice. Oh, my God, he's great. He was, like, I what couldn't a have... Dick. Perfect, <laughs> that was the perfect casting. Now... <laughs> I know him from other things. Like I look at that, I hear that voice, and I think of like Thirteen Ghosts. And I'm like, oh, that he was such a dick in that movie. Mm -hmm. But in the comic universe, Kanchu's not that big of a dick. He is pretentious. He's he's like omnipresent kind of guy. He's still a god right now. Like they're making him more of a street level god, if you will. And it's an interesting play. Okay, let's see where they go with this. The backstory with it, uh, it's not comic book lore like they Conchu didn't make a deal with Mark like Conchu brought Mark back to life and then Mark went you know what 
you're a big deal. I'm going to do this for you. Now, the way they're show like there's some sort of backroom deal going on that Mark is going to do something for Kanchu, and then Kanchu is going to let him go, and like, okay, that doesn't. There was more of a connection between Mark and and Kanchu in the storyline, like in huh. the, in the comics. Now it's it's boss and employee almost. Again, uh, from the details that we've seen right, so far, so we far. still don't know exactly how that all played out. And if I know Marvel TV shows, we're gonna we're gonna get, get, we're to gonna get a flashback. Point. We're gonna get a flash flashback at some point. I would like to interject, though. We do know for sure that there is a deal between Mark and Conchu that involves servitude and him being bound in this contract in order to protect his wife. So yeah, that's already been confirmed, which is yeah, which sounds I just like, mean, like it's already all the different. details of how it went down and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. I of also find it super interesting that like, Conchu's like, you know who I'm picking next, right? Like, you can finish your deal. I like working with you, but if you finish your deal, I'm taking her next. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, I think that's a really interesting thing because Conchu's not being portrayed as a at least not to, that I'm seeing it as a bad guy. Like. He's got a job to do, and mm -hmm. he's going to do his job how he needs to do his job, and he's going to pick the best candidate for the job. Doesn't give a crap about their personal lives, and like, this is this is how it is. So, she's who's next. So either you stick around, or I move on to the next. It's it's uh, an I, interesting. I think, I think it's, it's, it's really play. interesting. It's it's not. He's not like he's a deity. That's not normally how that goes. Someone is subservient to the deity and and does their will like the ethan hawk character for oh jesus I, I forgot who he is amit 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 he is all amit all the time like that's that is my experience where that that relationship is normally for mark and kanju it has been roller coaster but it started off that way and then he went a little more crazy and then it yeah, and he helped save the world with blah 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 blah. <laughs> they right got now, Kanji's not acting like a deity. He's acting like a mob boss to me. And I go, okay, this is just this is just another iteration. I'm along for the ride. Let's go, Oscar. Take me away because I couldn't have. I could not imagine. Uh, you know, of course, other than Ryan Reynolds, a better pa <laughs> person play it. So he's doing a great job. Oh my job. god, I'm, I'm Oscar glad they Isaac. didn't pick a white guy to play Moon Knight. <laughs> Oscar <laughs> Isaac is frigging outstanding in this role mm -hmm. <laughs> just outstanding he's funny who knew did anybody know he was funny i didn't know he's funny i knew he was hot i knew he was a good actor didn't know he was funny he, yes. he got he got a couple of decent quips in the star wars movies sure like, sure he's, like he's, he's quippy but he's like not, this is genuinely like, like <laughs> laugh out loud hilarious the little, the little avatar joke yep. in the first episode <laughs> brought, brought me some, avatar, some great film blue people <laughs> oh you mean the anime <laughs> he's um, I so so to to my to my point coming at this from from nothing. I'm I'm liking it more than I thought I would, uh, which isn't to say that I didn't think I was going to like it. I just really had no idea what to expect out of it. But like, I was actively smiling through so much of that first episode. Like, I'm really loving this mythology, and I mean, I guess it's kind of a bummer that it's pretty different from the source material, but. What they're coming up with here, I'm finding utterly fascinating. Like, I'm really, really into it. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that Kanchu is like, 
kind of like an excommunicated god or a deity mm-hmm. where it's just like, yeah, well, we don't talk to him anymore because he like he's Bruno. <laughs> he doesn't want to. Yeah, we don't, we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, he he we doesn't he doesn't want to kill people you. before they commit crimes like some kind of sucker like. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna Bernardi report this shit and just take care of business right at right out of the get go, murder the kids and everything. And he didn't like, think that was cool. So <laughs> Project <laughs> Insight much? Yeah, seriously. Uh, I, so I mean, the more I'm learning about Kanchu, I think it's pretty cool. I love the design. He's like super creepy looking. I love that. They, they they went well, like that's that's straight out of a, like a comic book cover version of <laughs> of. Uh, Kanji, like he's he's had a bunch of different iterations, but like I loved the bird skull. I like oh, that yes. tattered look. That the, the the oversizedness of him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. It's it's a visually engaging. It's really it's it's a stunning look for it for for that character. I do need a second to just nerd out about the aesthetic of Kanchu because the first time I ever did anything for Evan artistically relating to Moon Knight. I just found this version of Moon Knight holding a bird skull, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I started looking up Conchu, and he had this bird skull, and I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and then I just, like, lost my mind, because I was like, I can't handle this. This is amazing. This is, I love, like, first of all, I just love drawing birds. The skull is super dope, and he's a god. I was like, yes, take me, Conchu. <laughs> Praise be to Conchu. <laughs> So, yeah. I, I also really, really dig this suit thing. Um, again, like, I'm just yeah. trying to picture cost- a situation his, his where costume. like making it work in live action of just like, all right, well, I'm gonna go duck in this closet and throw throw my tights on and stuff. Like he doesn't. He seems like the way this this um, show is making it work. Like the ability to turn the costume on and off. Like they they figured out the cheat for that with uh, uh, Iron Man and Spider Man later. Uh, I mean Iron Man always had a little bit of a cheat because of the whole mechanical thing. But like once they did the nano machines, like all right, cool. So we figured out a way to just finger snap the the suit on and off. It makes for it makes for snappier transitions when you have a character that has a full body suit mm-hmm. on and you don't just so you don't have to worry about cutaways and like. All right, how did he get in? How, people think about was, how did he get in the costume? Where's from, the phone booth? <laughs> exactly. Like in the comic books, you know, things happening off panel like that don't really, you know, time isn't as immediately, obviously linear. Oh, oh, hold on. Reading. But the, the amount of time that Moon Knight spends in costume in the comics is astronomically larger than the time <laughs> he spends in his civvies, <laughs> if you will. Like he's always <laughs> in either the Moon Knight costume or the Moon Knight Mr. Knight suit. Like nowadays, you hardly ever see him without a mask on. So keep that in mind. Like they just gave up on trying to go back and forth. <laughs> well, that's 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 good. Uh, I I like that this gives us the opportunity to. I, I I personally think the whole summoning the suit thing is just freaking cool looking. Like yeah. I love this the this idea that he's got like then this interpretation of the costume that's like mummy wrapping and stuff. I think that's super cool, especially the similarities between that and Conchu's design like as well like it just kind of pieces together but also it seems like it's sort of a manifestation of his personality maybe because of the way that uh Steven summoned the 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 snappy suit or whatever mm-hmm. right I, I I just think the, that I think that aspect of it is super cool and that the suit gives him some sort of you well, know super ability like strength or whatever Mark had God, did mention cool. 
Mark did mention that it was some sort of ceremonial robe. Yeah, 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 it yeah. Was, so it it has a, a, a I'm going to use this term, this phrase lightly. It has some sort of basis in their really reality. Like it yeah, wasn't yeah, just yeah. something that he made up. And the the differences in those costumes from Mark to Steven is like the sheer differences between those two people. Like you, yeah. like you can't be any more visual than what they they threw on that screen. I love the way it looks when it's in motion. Like the yeah. chase scene looked so freaking cool. Like when he jumps around. Like I mean, I I I I, I want to see this character in so much more Marvel stuff going forward. Like. I I mean I get it now. <laughs> like I I really get. Oh, it. Now you get it. You're such a. I was I never looked into it in in, in the past. You know you know I've never read any of the any of the comics, but like I I didn't really get it and I didn't really try to. But seeing this, I'm like, yeah, I get it. This is a really cool character idea. This is I think it's being handled really well. Like, um, I'm finding Oscar Isaac so so interesting. I liked his 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 wife. I like Ethan Hawke with the glass in his shoes and stuff. Like that was the first thing we saw was him. Like oh. that whole little intro sequence was like, what the hell? <laughs> this is wacky. And I, every, every piece of the mythology, there's like, it's reminding me of like superhero Indiana Jones because like, you know, think about all old Indiana Jones things. They, they, they take like, well, here's some mythology stuff and now let's apply it to quote unquote real world situations and and go and i've always loved that about indiana jones movies so it's like all right we're taking the what if all this egyptian mythology was real and running with it and like the fact that he's the only one who can see the the jackal, <laughs> the jackal thing yeah, that was yeah, chasing that was after him like i'm still not sure what purpose that serves other than just being freaking hilarious, hilarious. <laughs> and like i'm fine with that like i seriously i i could not be happier with this show i'm i'm thrilled with it yeah, it's, I, it's I'm enjoying the hell out of it, I, and and unfortunately, I'm happy it's me, making you happy. I yeah, know it was never going to be your dream show, but I'm happy that it's that yeah. it's not bothering you. No, it's absolutely not. It's it's the opposite. It's like television. I I'm actively enjoying it. It's watching week to week. Like I'm downloading it on the the highest resolution I can because you know there's <laughs> shit that's happening in the backgrounds and whatnot. Like. That's something like Marvel is so goddamn smart. In both the first and the second episodes, there are QR codes hidden in the show that you can scan, and it'll take you to a website that shows you his first and second appearances in the comic book world. No way. Yes. Yep. I, was I noticed wondering. the QR code on the storage unit. I didn't yeah. even think to scan it. That's so cool. In the first episode, um, you know when he's talking to the little girl, and he's like, and he did they pull it out the nose. And like, it was the very beginning yeah. of the episode. Like, when right she's, on the wall, yeah. there's a QR code. Now, it's, it's <laughs> small, but like it's scannable. Which is great. Like, you, it, I, God damn it, Marvel. Like, you, you got this shit on lock. It's fair and a lot better than Morbius is. Oh, Jesus Oof. Christ. Oofa. I, I have indeed. to say, though, like, that's something about this show because they introduced him and he's basically a completely obscure character compared to all the other characters that they've put in the Marvel Universe at this point. That's I mean, true. Yeah. Like, comparatively, and now they're putting in something that, to me, like, shows a lot of respect for the character and the thought that they're putting into it mm -hmm. because putting something like that in there putting those cute little easter eggs for those of us who know the history or who those who are fans like evan i think that that's a really nice nod to their audience 
but then it's also a really great way to educate and form and engage a new audience. So I like I'm super pleased to see that they've they've done this and um yeah, I just I wanted to just say that. I mean, my two cents on this has just been I love it. I've I'm so excited to watch this like every I have been blissfully ignorant throughout this entire thing. So the information I do have is enough to inform me that it's inaccurate. And the other part of me just goes, don't care. He looks awesome. <laughs> and that's, that's comic fantastic. books for you. That's comic books as, right there. <laughs> as a person who has like zero comics knowledge, um, pre-joining the MCU, which was more obscure, Moon Knight or Guardians of the Galaxy? Moon Knight. Okay. Just curious. I mean, it was, it, it, it was close, but... Um, Guardians yeah, of the I was Galaxy say, not had, by a lot, not but by a lot, right. but, but Guardians yeah. um, had a bunch of solid characters that popped in and out. So mm. the iteration that we saw on the movies is not the original Guardians of the Galaxy from the comics. Got it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was what they did with Stallone and and Yondu and whatnot. There's the Ravagers, right? Yeah. Those were iterations of the original. Guardians? Yes, if I'm not mistaken, that's what they were trying to pull off. Yeah. So. Oh, nothing to do with Moon Knight. I just was curious when you said, like, this is the most obscure character from the comics that they've pulled today, and I'm like, what else, like, super obscure have they done? Well, at least specifically with the television shows they've got. I mean, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage were... But none of them were in their... All of these characters were not introduced by themselves. Oh, that too, yeah. So... Luke Cage came like Daredevil, which is a solid character. Everybody knows that led to Iron Fist and 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 Luke Cage and and Jessica Jones. Guardians of the Galaxy was not a single character. Like you had a group of people. Yeah. You like, damn it, that's Chris Pratt. Like, yes. Moon Knight. Like the other thing, uh, the other the, kind of like the other angle of that is like, you know, think about what Iron Man was before that movie. Like, mm-hmm. Iron Man was kind of a c-tier character a lower tier like, character yeah he was uh, he was not you know he, he didn't pull in numbers <laughs> before he Robert was not Downey the leader Jr. of the the marvel universe that he became wasn't there yeah. a cartoon show though uh, like an avengers cartoon show way before the movies came out and iron man was there, in it yeah there was an iron man cartoon yeah. that's and what it, it lasted was. her i think a season there's okay. also a Silver Surfer cartoon, but True. You know I mean? <laughs> exactly. no, I, see that's that's what's so weird to me is I never realized that Iron Man wasn't a big character because of the fact that I had seen that cartoon when I was a kid and like I thought everyone knew who Iron Man was. And like that's the thing, like all it took was for a character to do one really big story and it 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 solidified that character in the uni- in, in the Marvel universe. And like Demon in a Bottle, that was a huge, huge deal for Marvel which is, you know, Tony Stark being an alcoholic. Like, that was his claim to fame, I guess, is a weird way to put it. But didn't you say that that was bringing too much life to your comics? And and that's, the, like, that's Real when life. that's when comics started to shift to not be standalone stories about the fantastical. It was let's show reality in these in these things because Stanley had this this vision that comics people should be able to f- see themselves in comics and and this is what we're dealing with in comics via the the, the ca- main character not necessarily the situation that the main character goes into he always believed that you know Peter Parker could be anybody under like Spider-Man could be anybody under the mask kind of thing and mm-hmm. he brought in a lot of reality 
which is fine. I always enjoyed the more fantastical storylines, the things that I know will never happen. I will not be attacked by a giant squid monster ravaging New York. You don't know. Says you. you never know. I mean, true. It's it's less likely. <laughs> less likely than than dealing with an alcoholic father. How's that? Okay. Yes. Well, you know what? I've heard about the alligators in the sewers. Okay, is it really a stretch? No, it's not. It's true. <laughs> truly, truly not. All right. Well, this has been a hoot and a holler. I'm so glad that you're enjoying the show. It makes me. It's that's. It's like. I mean, really, if ten years ago. <laughs> There's gonna, there's gonna be a Moon Knight MCU TV series. What? MC what now, motherfucker? <laughs> uh, just, just, just wonderful. Yeah. Um, I could not be happier with this show myself. I'm, I have yet to be let down. It's, it's really freaking me out that I have yet to be let down by an MCU property at all. Like any movie or any TV show, they have not let me down yet. And, and it's like, and they're trying. They're actively trying starting to make me nervous because now like we're at the point they've been at this for a long time all right a long time and now i see trailers for things like this looks great like you know we, we had a big conversation about before i think miss marvel looks freaking great mm-hmm. but like part of me in the back of my head's kind of scared like is this going to be the one is this going to be the thing that they fuck up <laughs> because who knows what it's going to be i mean this the way they're doing the multiverse right now is really starting to really starting to it make that's making me more nervous than anything. This Doctor Strange movie is making me all flavors of nervous. Oh yeah. I, we just recently watched Spider Man uh, No Way Home with the kids, mm-hmm. having only seen the first two Tobey Maguire movies, and it worked just fine without knowledge of anything of the um, the other the, the Amazing Spider Man movies with no knowledge of that at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. The movie works just fine. Oh yeah, which was something that I was kind of concerned about. Okay, they start pulling in all this stuff, being like, "Nah, every Marvel movie ever is canon." Now you're starting to make it like you are now removing any chance of anyone being like, "All right, I'm going to do a rewatch." And you're you're starting to make the movies as complicated as the comics, which is not a great not a great thing. Because like the thing, the thing I like, I've wanted to get back into X Men comics for like <laughs> freaking decade, and I can't. Because I'm like, all right, it. I want to start reading X Men comics again. I don't know who any of these characters are. All right, well, first you got to go back here. You got to read this, and then you got to get the trades for this, 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 and this, and then you got to keep up with five separate series that all take place at the same time with three different characters and five hundred other different characters, and they all live on an island. Like, there all is no way to just be Wolverine. like. I don't know how that guy gets everything done. He's all over right? the place. He never sleeps. He's got a time turner like Hermione. He's like, yeah. I, I, it, it's impossible to just be like, I want to watch, I want to read X-Men or I want to read Spider-Man. Spider-Man, I guess, is a little bit easier to, to, to wrap your head around theoretically, but that's that kind of stuff's impossible. If they're going to start pulling in, like, if you want to make sense of where the MCU now is, you've got to watch fan four stick. Like, you're you're creating a problem because the reason that people love the MCU so much is that it's better than all that other shit. Yes. <laughs> like those other Marvel movies, they're bad. That's why I don't want to go back and watch X-Men 3. I don't want to acknowledge Spider-Man 3, but fortunately I don't necessarily have to. And I don't know what they're doing with this multiverse of madness, but if I got to like 
I don't ever want to watch some of those other Marvel movies again, and I've never seen Fan Four stick, and I don't ever want to. But if they start bringing that kind of stuff in there, like the thing with the uh, the symbiote suit at the end of um mm-hmm. oh, of uh, uh, Spider Man, oh yeah, no way, wait, wait, any at the bar. Eddie at the bar, but okay. then like he gets sucked back in, yeah. into his dimension, except for a little piece of the symbiote suit. Mm-hmm. So now a piece of that Venom movie exists in the MCU proper. Now, I don't know how they're going to handle that, but I also don't know how they handle that without making it so that in order to make any sense of what you just saw, you need to see those other um, Venom movies, which we just watched the first one. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fell asleep. Yeah, so like, I, I don't know. It's they're they're making me a little bit nervous with this whole cross universe stuff going on, but they haven't let me down yet. And Moon Knight is fantastic, but we're running a little short on do you time. Just, so we just, should. Do you want to just go into the next and just call it? Like we're not doing commercials, right? We're not doing commercials, but okay. I want to say we're taking a break. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then not take a break, okay? okay? Just, just to keep the flow going, all right? So we're okay. going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Star Trek Lower Decks. You are listening to this week's episode on geekade.com. Stick around. And we're back. Uh, and we're back. <laughs> Hopefully uh, you didn't, you know, sc- scrub forward to skip our commercials because uh, you probably missed something. Yeah, because I didn't write any. Oh, just not doing it this week. As Andy As, said earlier, fine. this this episode brought to you commercial free by COVID. Yes, <laughs> I was actually just gonna read. Thank you, thank you very much. I don't know. It's I, you know in this. I'm gonna leave this in. So I'm not touching my computer anymore because everything, like my tracks are still recording and the, and the master is still recording, but everything else is frozen. No. So I'm just gonna keep talking and hopefully we'll make it through. The rest of this episode. Oh dear God! Like you could see it. Look. No, I don't want to look. I'm scared. I'm genuinely okay. not turning around right now. I really hope we're not wasting our time. Oh I'll no, no, so the master's going. We're good. We're good. Like, okay. All I, right. I can still cool. see you and hear you, so we're good. <laughs> All right. So we are talking about uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, which originally premiered August 6, two thousand twenty, on Paramount Plus. Uh, it is the first official Star Trek comedy series. It is not the first official Star Trek animated series, um, mm. but this was recommended by a couple folks in our Discord. I was kind of on the fence about it. I didn't think the trailers made it look all that great, but I kept hearing good things about it and also hearing mixed things about it because I, much like Star Wars fans, Star Trek fans can be very difficult to please. Um, no. But really? Really? Uh, (laughs) But I have been really enjoying Star Trek Picard. Uh, I think it's an extraordinarily fun show. And uh, one thing that was pointed out to me by a Star Trek fan I was talking to is that every Star Trek fan has problems with every Star Trek thing. And that doesn't mean they hate them. And, Mm you know, there's no Star Trek show is ever going to be this person's perfect Star Trek show. So... I thought this, with the amount of recommendations it got, the fact that it was short, and I've been on a bit of a Star Trek kick lately, I thought it would be entertaining to check it out. Um, so, because of life, the universe, and everything, and COVID, we uh, fell behind, but we did wind up watching this last night, uh, as we're recording this episode super late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'll just start by saying that I was very pleasantly surprised by this. I thought it was absolutely hilarious, and I did not expect that at all. 
I expected it to be funny. I expected to chuckle. It did not expect to genuinely laugh at a handful of parts. So I'm going to chime in as well and say I was shockingly entertained. <laughs> like, I'm not a Star Trek fan by any stretch of the imagination, but you are absolutely correct. That I have a list of lines that I could have. I it's it's a it's a rare occasion that I have to choose the line I want to say to open the episode. <laughs> But this was very funny. Like, right? Very funny. I love everybody's shock at the fact that we were amused by this show. <laughs> but it didn't look this funny. No. <laughs> like, no, it did not. Even just looking at the animation, it looks like, okay, so you're doing Family Guy Star Trek. Okay. But, like, it's it's not that at all. It was It was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, yeah. I felt the same way. I, um... I said to Evan, I was like, well, I am very pleasantly surprised right now. I did not see that coming. I I really, I want to watch more of it. Like, genuinely had no expectation that that would be my takeaway from watching that episode. And we yeah, 100% same. I, I figured at best, at best, I would watch this out of a Star Trek fandom point of view and be like, moderately entertained while I did. But I would watch it just out of kind of like, this is just good enough for me to keep going. And that's not it at all. I'm like, yeah, I, I, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> and did you feel like because you're a Star Trek fan, there were certain things that were just funnier? Because I definitely felt like, like when when he kept wanting to go, oh, where did he want to go? Like when they went to the hollow deck, that uh, shit cracked me up so cool. much. <laughs> oh my god! Especially yeah. because like I would watch the episodes where they would do that on Next Gen, and I sometimes I was like, oh my god, I hate these episodes, and they did that, and I was like. Yes. One of my lines was, this is a very detailed program. <laughs> <laughs> like, just little just, things. Like, and really then, likes the engine room. <laughs> yeah. Like, there are some of the jokes in there. Are they just... And the stuff where, like, the the food making... Oh, my God. My brain is so tired. Oh, my God. The, the food yes, replicators. The food replicator. Yeah, food he replicator. Was, he was fixing it. My other line was, <laughs> banana, hot. Yeah. <laughs> banana, <laughs> hot. <laughs> Like, I just couldn't, I, like, that's the shit I would think about, like, when I'd be watching these shows and be like, man, it would really suck if this broke. And then they address it in this cartoon. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, oh my God. Like, this was so clearly made by Trek fans, but they also did it in a way that, like, made made it not, like, necessary to be a Trek fan. Like, mm-hmm. oh no, the shit's no. just funny. Like, yeah. I did not feel left out in any by any stretch oh, of the yeah. imagination. I could tell that there were I would I would have enjoyed it more if I got all the Star Trek jokes, but <laughs> but you didn't I have to enjoyed it plenty. Yeah, without knowing them. <laughs> and Klingons all have apostrophes. I, I, <laughs> I swear to God, I was just thinking that, and I couldn't remember if that was Same. in the episode or in the trailer for the next episode at the end of the show. Oh my God! She's really drunk and she's waving around that that. Klingon sword. She's like, I got it from a guy with a patch. <laughs> that is my favorite character. That that Mariner. She is. Oh, she's great. Too, too great. Lower deck. Lower deck. Yeah. And then I, that turns out that like the captain is her mom. Yeah. <laughs> and her dad avoiding her mom on the fake interference or whatever on the intercom. Admiral stuff. Gotta go. Sorry. <laughs> Don't you hang up on me. It's your daughter, too. 
Yeah, I thought that was a fun reveal. I did like very much that this show has a heart. Like, it's not pure comedy. Mm -hmm. Like, it is It is very much a silly-ass show, but it's got, like, that twi- It's. It's. I want to liken it to Scrubs style of, like, Mm-hmm. It, there's a heart underneath all that. Yep. Yeah, you, you make that it. work, and yep. you've got something really special on your hands. And I'm, I, I really cannot believe how much I liked this episode. I was, and we were, and we were in a shit mood when we started it. Oh my oh god, boy, we had, we had such a rough day with the COVID and the kids and the everything. And then Karen, she's the only one who was allowed to leave the house right now. I guess I'm still, you know, full lockdown quarantine for until Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so she went out to get us uh, five guys. Now, okay. I do not like American cheese. So I never order cheese on my burgers or anything uh, because most of the time you go go somewhere and they're putting cheese on something. They're slathering it with gross ass American cheese. For some reason, people always think I know he meant to order cheese. This motherfucker <laughs> wants cheese and mayonnaise at all costs. <laughs> That's what he wants. American cheese and mayonnaise. So every time I order a burger from this five guys, there's like a 50-50 chance they're going to put cheese on it when I specifically don't ask for cheese. Like, sometimes I'll even put in the notes, please, for the love of God, no cheese. This time I did not do that. I just ordered the bacon burger. That's There's a bacon cheeseburger option and a bacon burger option. I choose the one that inherently does not involve cheese. And you better believe that motherfucker came to my house with cheese on it. And, like, not just, like, okay... I'll scrape off the cheese. No, no. Oh, you can't they scrape off the cheese. They put the cheese in between the two patties. Oh, no. There is no removing that cheese. Nope. It's part of the sandwich. It's now burger. <laughs> she's not... She's Also, not. it was an exhausting day, and we had to wait until 9 o'clock to even get our dinner, and oh, I had, Jesus. like one ounce of energy to like start the car, drive there, wait for the food and come back. There was no going back to the store and getting it fixed. So that was it. That was <coughs> however much a five guys burger it, cost. It was eleven dollars. Eleven goddamn dollars for a burger right in the you trash. couldn't eat. Right in the trash. Did you call them? No, I won I took pictures to yell at them on Twitter, but then I was too tired to yell at them on Twitter because Oh my god, you must COVID. be tired. Too tired yeah. to yell on yeah. Twitter. Too oh tired God. to bitch on Twitter is really something. Because, like, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You're going <clears> to <throat> offer me a free burger and put cheese on that, too? No, you're going to leave the cheese off and cover it in mayonnaise or something. Like, whatever. Because I still got this my milkshake. <laughs> and because this isn't the first time this has happened at this location, like, I kind of don't want to bitch because what are they going to do? Give us coupons to go back. I'm done with that place. It happens all the time. No, I cannot you can... tell you how many times they have insisted, insisted, on putting cheese on a burger that I specifically requested, please, for the love of God, do not put cheese on this burger. Oh, so what a cheeseburger? You got it. <laughs> I can a bitch. promise you that with most locations that deal in food, Evan has seen me do this. If you call back, especially if you ask for the general manager, and tell them what happened and that it is not the first time and you want a full refund, they should give you your money back. But that's just it. And we I, didn't even have that kind of energy. I will. We I couldn't listen, even I'll make muster that, that many fucks. Uh, I, will so, make, I will give the fucks for you. I will make that call if I have to. I'm I'll pull a number Karen. of battles that Chris has been through lately with customer service reps and the l- lack of satisfaction he's received from them in the last month. 
Yeah, the five guys so battle was like not on the one totem we were pole of pick. battles of like the between the bank and the mortgage company five guys can keep their fucking burger all right like <laughs> i have spent hours of my life yelling at complete and total incompetence on every management level possible for both my bank and my mortgage company i just don't have it in me to argue with the burger joint i just don't it's not important like at the end of the day, I still got my milkshake and some tasty-ass fries. I had some leftover pizza, and that was the end of my night. I threw $11 worth of hamburger in the trash, and it just wound up being a funny story to tell on the podcast. But, like, I'm holy shit. I'm curious how Star Trek helped with this situation. That's it what I'm saying. It made it so much better. We, okay. s- we went into this episode following that. Oh, That's where okay. we stopped. We sat down to eat our dinner and watch this Star Trek show. It's like... All right, let's watch this stupid fucking Star Trek show and just go to bed. And by the end, we were both in a good mood because that's how freaking funny this show was. That's it pulled awesome. us out of a day of COVID and cheeseburgers we didn't order and stress beyond stress. I, I just could not have possibly been happier with it. Is stress beyond stress a weird version of sight beyond sight? It is. It's the <laughs> shitty version of that. <laughs> oh, it's a shame. I, I, I can only imagine how much more you would have enjoyed it had it not been the five guys fuckeried beforehand. See, that's just it. I don't even know if I would have enjoyed it more because I think the turnaround is just about one of the the, the best feelings that you could have, okay. right? Like right. something is something is amusing enough and surprisingly amusing enough to turn you around on a really bad day. Like that's that that's that's some special shit right there. Like if this show had been mediocre, I think we would have been even harsher on it. But no, it was this was really good. I am really looking forward to watching more of it. We're probably gonna dive into this uh, after we finish Parks and Rec as our little half hour thing for a little while because there's what two seasons of it now. Uh, I think so. I, I can't. That's I'm a, not touching my computer. Um, <laughs> I, I instinctively went to look, but did you watch the trailer for the next episode at the end? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because what I see is that they're going to start introducing more of the main crew and they look fantastic as well because oh always God, saw, the big beefy guy yeah for the love of god please just let me blow up their core <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad they didn't kill like the the super good looking extra white dude who like got bit in the first place that's like the most obvious thing in the world yeah. got bit he was wearing know, red red, ah, don't worry about it <laughs> There were so many people in red. I'm like, oh, all of these people are going to die. That's the only thing I know about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> he would not be wrong. I am. I yeah. I can't. I can't tell you how happy this made me. Like, I'm just. I'm so happy that it exists. And I. On one hand, I kind of wish something like this existed for Star Wars as well. But like, this is one of those things that that Star Trek so desperately need needs to be. Like they're really trying to expand the Star Trek brand right now, mm-hmm. um, and I think they're doing it in a pretty intelligent way. Uh, it seems to be working. Like I know a lot of people have a lot of problems with Discovery, but Trek fans still seem to be sticking with it, and uh, that it seems to have evened out. Um, I'm loving Picard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very interested in the uh, was it Strange New Worlds or I forget what exactly it's called. This new Captain Pike show. I think that looks really cool. And the fact that there's this like deep lore grown up comedy show, <laughs> like the fact that Star Trek is is so overtly showing how willing it is to make fun of itself, 
um, because that's something that Trek has never done. Trek seems very stick up its ass, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, look up, you know, if you were doing research on Q before the season two of, um, what's it, a season two of Picard, just to see what that character was was about, there's no chance you didn't also stumble upon the picture of him in a sombrero with a mariachi band on the deck of the Enterprise. We're like, what the hell? Like, Star Trek has always been pretty aware of how goofy it is, but it, it does take itself pretty seriously, but it also is not afraid to take the piss out of itself. Like, God, the Tribble episode of Deep Space Nine was so wonderful. There's this, there's this bit where, like, you know, an original series, um, uh, the Klingons just looked like dudes, right? Like they didn't have the big, creepy, bumpy foreheads and right. stuff. And like, so they go there and this, they, they like characters from Deep Space Nine, including Worf, go to the episode, The Trouble with Tribbles. And they're like sitting down in the background. Worf looks like Worf. And then a bunch of dudes walk in and they're like, what are those guys? And they're, oh, Klingons are here. And everyone's looking around like, where and like those are the Klingons and then they look at Worf and they look at the Klingons from the old Trek and they look at Worf and he's like we don't talk about it (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking genius I love that stuff and like it's that stuff's always been there in Trek like kind of bubbling under the surface but Picard it's like a little bit more obvious I feel like yeah like Picard has a sense of humor it definitely does and that's that that's another wonderful thing about it it's it's not a, this this show takes that humor that's always just kind of chilling right there under the surface um even though the show looks way more stick up its butt than uh, uh Star Wars and it just takes all that and just makes a big old joke out of it and does it with such respect and reverence for the source material it's just wonderful it's and just I wonder whether like Star Wars seems like more fun because it's primarily about like rebel type characters and Star Trek is more about like the authority figures yeah interesting that, that is a good point yeah because Star Trek Star Wars is very much about rebellion and Star Trek has typically always been about like this what is if the Federation. The good guys won? <laughs> what if the Federation? What if the like the Federation that like it rules everything was actually the good guys? Would that be cool? <laughs> that doesn't track. No, that doesn't make sense. The answer is apparently <laughs> yes. It's why it's called fiction. Oh, there <laughs> it is. There it is. <laughs> yes, indeed. I, my, so this this cartoon shows so much reverence for the the original source material just by like at the at the very end of the episode where she is ta- like i can't remember the character's name but the, the the two main characters are talking to each other it's like i'm going to be your mentor and then she starts talking about all of the things oh, yes. from past star trek like you know spock and you know sulu he, he was rocking a sword you could you could do that you could be the new sword guy we haven't had a sword guy in a while <laughs> like and at one point in time she says something about the 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 sky whales like i that was that was a Star Trek movie. Like, yep. yeah, they Star Trek in Four. Time. That was my favorite like, one. Like, I remember that. Double dumbass on you. <laughs> um, I really like. I, I would hope that they get George Takei involved in the show at some point. I think he would be down for that, and I think that would be great. <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> well, good, good pull, Chris. I mean, I'm not and sure. we didn't even address the absurdity of the fact that this like ship's mission is second contact to like <laughs> get all the paperwork line. right, <laughs> <laughs> like set up the Wi-Fi or whatever. 
I like that quite a bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you. Just I mean, as important. I was, uh, this is a surprise to us all, and I'm, I'm happy it worked out. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. See, Good job, honey. Every once in a while, that, this shit works. I like we recommended it. this because thank you. I was several people in the Discord. I can't remember who by name, and I am sorry for that, but everybody in the Discord who recommended this to me, uh, thank you very much. This was wonderful. Win. Okay. That's going to do it for us. That is going to wrap up this week's episode of this week's episode. Uh, this week's episode. This week's episode. <laughs> uh, this show is not filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you. And you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord where there's an entire this week's episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the official Geekade channels or the more specific Twepcast accounts. And of course, the four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K R I S. And you can read my work at Stone Age gamer.com and the pages of nintendo force magazine karen where can people find you stm stitches on facebook instagram twitter tiktok and etsy except that i am participating in the etsy strike so from april 11th to april 18th um my store will be on vacation mode but you can hit me up on my socials and if you want to know more about the etsy strike visit etsystrike.org okay angie where can people find you you can go to AngelaFernot.com and you can ignore my Etsy store as well because I've had it on vacation mode since before I knew there'd be a strike because I had uh, the feelings that people have who are currently striking. So, the worst. Get your shit together, Etsy. You're a giant disappointment. But my shop is active on my website and I do have some new things there. Yes, always buy direct from artists rather than mm-hmm. other platforms if you can. Thank you. Nice. All right, Evan. Um, I assume your Etsy store is closed as well. Yeah, my, I'm gonna, I'm closing down my Etsy store. Um, but I'm just he still has an OnlyFans on your Etsy store. That's why I'm, I'm laughing. Like, uh, it's all Moon Knight all fan Moon Knight, art, but it's yeah, stick figures. It, it's reselling of things that it's, are currently no, no, owned. no. Let's be real. It's Moon Knight foot picks. There it is. That's how it's it gross. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> but just, since it's like it's in the costume, so he's got like you know just bandage shoe, wrappings on it. Then so another white shoe, it's photos, different photos of Ryan Reynolds with Moon Knight hoods drawn on. I actually <laughs> have one of those. <laughs> I had a digital artist make me that. Of course you did. Anywho, of course you did. Um, we're putting a lot of work into Tales of Cape Fear, so you can check us out at talesofcapefear.com and Tales of Cape Fear on Instagram. Yeah, we got a billboard, guys. Yes, we do. Ooh, that's nice. awesome. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Big show coming right, up on the 16th, so just hope it works yeah. out. If you need to know more about the shows we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, subscribe, and leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, as always, keep your eyes on Geekade for more fresh original content. Uh, so who's up next? Me. Right? I think so. I can't All right, check. Evan. I'm pretty sure it's me, but I'm assuming... Star Trek Upper Decks, right? Yes. Uh, I'm... Star Trek Upper Decker? <laughs> Ew. Gross. <laughs> gross, Karen. That's what she said. <laughs> Literally. Um, so, due to the fact we did a smattering of Moon Knight this episode, by the next episode 
that's not news, we should have the entirety of the season, and we're going to do a deep dive into the completion of Moon Knight, all six episodes. So I love it. Watch I it. love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. I can't it's believe that worked out done, so well right? for you. It's going to be done, right? I'm assuming it is. <laughs> like it's going to be damn timing. close. Do you want me to Google this since you can't use your computer? You could try. Yeah, um, let's just double check and make sure. But yeah, I think it, sh- it, sh- it should be done by then, right? It's not that many episodes. It's if it isn't, we'll adjust their sc- recording schedule, guys. Yeah, we'll make it work. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Uh, no, to, to be announced Wednesday, April 27th. Uh yeah, I think it'll be great. Everything's gonna be fine. We'll be fine. It'll be work. It'll be fine. April twenty seventh right. is the last episode. I don't know. Oh, good talk. Good talk. That's <laughs> what we're talking about. The full season of Moon Knight. We'll okay. make it happen. I love it. Excellent. All right then. Well, that's uh that does it for us. Thanks uh thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I am Chris. I'm Karen. I'm Angie. Summoned the suit. <laughs> good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.